Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. We out in these streets. <laughs> and by streets, I mean my backyard. And by backyard, I mean I'm literally moving away from a spider. Because I just saw it crawling around and I ain't trying to get scared by no spider. And I'm trying to be in my bag. My podcast bag. Episode 97. Ah, man. How did we arrive here? Little podcast that could, man. January 16th, 15th, 2016. Started this thing up and now it's about to turn 100. So it's wild time. Uh, Morgantown weather report. It is beautiful outside. Sorry to my Boston listeners. Uh, It's absolutely gorgeous. We've had temperatures in the 70s and 80s. Beautiful outside right now. And uh, I'm not complaining about anything. Not a damn thing at all right now. Tomorrow, I don't know what it's going to be like. Let's go to the app. Podcasting 101. Alright, so go to Google app. It says tomorrow... In good old Morgantown, WV. Highs of 76, lows of 58. Thunderstorms are... um, Thunderstorms are a possibility. I even think it's a possibility. It looks like it's supposed to rain all day long tomorrow. Like nothing less than a 40% chance starting at 7 a.m. So, might be in for a wet one here in Morgantown. Uh... So, so you better grab those umbrellas and your slickers, just in case. You don't want to be caught out there like police. Yeah, man, uh, everything's good. Angel went to uh, West Virginia uh, History Bowl. They went to the state competition. Her kids won regionals. She had two teams. They won regionals. Um, I believe that was in March when they won regionals, or was that February? One of those months, but they won regionals, which got, guaranteed them spots in the state tournament. She went down there, and she collected her second trophy. So Angel's now a two-time, two-time West Virginia History Bowl state champion. So congratulations to her. Her kids worked hard. It was team two that won, and her uh, team won um, from her school. I don't know if we've ever said her name in the school in the pod. Eh. Uh, team one, they came in fifth place. It's a hard-earned victory. And this is her second trophy in how many years? So let's see. Her second trophy in four years because she won in 16. She, and then she missed out on 17 and 18. Just came up short those years. And then she won in 19. So she's won two out of the last four West Virginia um, history Bowl championships here in Morgantown. So that's, or in West Virginia. Like, this is the, the big enchilada. She's won it twice. So that's quite awesome. Congratulations to her. Um, Aaliyah is five. Congratulations to her. <laughs> Got through the birthday. I probably mentioned this on one of the more recent episodes. Saw Endgame. We will sit down to have a big Endgame podcast. I promise it won't take until January this time. 
looking to do a five-man pod this time, if everybody lines up. Definitely Mark Robb. Definitely showing Mad... Or I said Mark Robb. Definitely Mark Robb. Definitely Michael Amarique. I'd love to have Handsome Bane on, but our schedules don't line up because he goes to bed at night is the thing. And I normally record with other people at least by 9 p.m. at night. So if our schedule's lined up somehow, I'd love to have him on. Maps is on night shift now, so that's not going to work. And then two other guests. Two other guests who've been on the show before who've expressed interest. I mentioned one of them recently. And I'm not going to say who the other one is. Keep a little suspense, a little intrigue going. You know, don't want to give my hand away, but Endgame review is coming very soon. I'd say uh, sooner than later. And let's see, dad, my dad wants to know what time we're going to be there tomorrow. Tomorrow's Apple Blossom. Well, not Apple Blossom. Apple Blossom Festival has begun in Winchester, Virginia. It's the first weekend of May is when uh, the, the parade takes place. And, uh, you know, all the, all the things that they do. Is, there's a f- tons of food, tons of events, uh, carnival. Um, not even carnival. Um, uh, rides. I, I don't know what they call it. I'm drawing a blank. If it comes to me, I'll let you know. But there's, there's rides and games and stuff. Main feature parade um, is always on Saturday. Angel and Ali and I have tickets so we will be there. Dad wants to know what time we're coming in tomorrow. So I'm just going to say we're leaving by 6. So before we'll be there by 9. Podcast 101, ladies and gentlemen. You hear it live as it happens. Be there before 9. Okay. There you go. Shout out to my dad. Appeared on episode 39 of Hyphen Nation. Trying to get him to do it again. He actually asked me today, he's like, I tried to listen to our, to our episode and I couldn't find it. It wouldn't play or something. So that's on the YouTube link. So hopefully he's checked that out. Maybe he's playing it when he was uh, working on the wood pile for the wood stove. He's been working hard at that recently. Uh, I do want to take this time before we get into the episode, though. Uh, we lost... Uh, I lost, and my friend Steve lost a very important part of our lives recently. Uh, his his mother Denise unfortunately passed away. She she uh, went into cardiac arrest, and it took him like thirty minutes to revive her. And she was on machines essentially for almost a month. And. Uh, Right before Endgame, like Steve had told me a few weeks before that she wasn't doing good. Then right before Endgame on Thursday night, he called me, or he texted me and said she was gone. And, you know, I called him, uh, I was waiting in line, I'm like, sorry, so loud, I'm in the movie theaters. I know, I understand, man. Uh, yeah, but she, she, she passed away. <sighs> Not only did she give birth to one of my best friends in my life, Mr. Steve Shearer, who I will have on the podcast at some point. Um, she always treated me like gold whenever I saw her. Because um, 
reason I was able to move to Morgantown in 2003 is because I roomed with Steve. Me and Steve became roommates. And every time she came in, treated me like one of her own. I remember uh, second year of college, Steve took uh, uh, me and, and Ed, who's been mentioned on the pod before, and Vince. He, he took us all down back home for uh, West Virginia State's homecoming. And we went down there. We were supposed to party all weekend. We went out the first night and got so wasted and just went so hard. That Saturday night, we didn't even do anything. We, we just kind of laid low and then ended up coming back to Morgantown on Sunday. But welcomed me into her home, and she lost her uh, previous husband, Garrett, unexpectedly less than five years ago or five years ago. And... God, so and he was actually uh, shot and killed on some, on some absolutely random bullshit. And then she had actually uh, remarried, and you know, I, I loved Denise. She was one of my moms, and just last time I saw her was actually Steve's wedding, and that was in uh, 2016, 15. Sorry, when he, when he got married, I was pretty hammered that day because I was a groomsman. And we stayed with the Crown Royale that day. So, last time I saw her, it actually was the day that I found out that um, my mom, Bonnie, was sick. So, <sighs> crazy how things just come together. But she'll be sorely missed, and she's getting laid to rest on Saturday. And I'm not going to be able to be there because I always go home for Apple Blossom to. Well, I mean, we take a little... Apple Blossom's always kind of been me and Angel's thing. We go down there and used to hang out with my other mom, Barbara, and spend time with her and for the weekend. And now we go down there and we, hang, we stay at Dad's house and then go down there and see my stepdad, Paul, and he gets to see Aaliyah. And, you know, um, it's just our tradition. And, uh, it, I mean... Honestly, if I could send them and I could go to the funeral, I would. Because she meant that much to me. And I'm really sad to be missing out. But she wouldn't have came back the same. So something had to be done. So um, keep uh, keep my friend Steve in your prayers and, and all his immediate family. Because Denise will be missed, man. And I loved her. Now when she gone too soon. Even though we don't quote Michael around here, it's uh, pretty fitting. Whew. Shit, it's heavy out here. <laughs> uh, we only 11 minutes in. I was ready to take a break and everything. <sighs> Episode is sponsored by some IPA that Nikki left here at Easter. This one is... Uh, Sierra Nevada Ruthless Ruthless Rye IPA and let me tell you this shit is nasty it is not good at all (laughs) but I'm going to drink it because it's free beer and it's in my house and if I'm going to get back on keto it's got to go I still really good on keto up until Eastern and ever since it's been a shit show again oh man Oh, and Angel's lost a ton of weight because of uh, keto, too. So, she's getting a lot of compliments on how she's looking and things like that. For everybody out there who's following our keto weight loss journey, so to speak. 
First topic. I don't know if my comic book readers heard this, but Wally West has been in the news, man. And let me tell you something. I don't know what that noise was, but it just scared the crap out of me. Let me tell you something about Wally West, man. <sighs> Wally West, for those of you not to know, or those of you who only watch the TV show, because I believe Barry Allen is the Flash on there, Wally West was the second Flash. And when I was coming up in the 80s and 90s, Barry Allen Flash, who was the, actually, Wally West is the third Flash. Let me geek out on you real quick. Wally West is the third Flash. Barry Allen was the second Flash, and the OG Flash, the Golden Age Flash, was Jay Garrick. But when they revamped everything, starting with Justice League of America, um, well, I don't know if it started with Justice League of America, when they started revamping, not even revamping, when DC started doing their superhero thing, you know, and they had Superman, and then eventually Batman came around, and then... Uh, don't quote me on dates, but Green Lantern, they had this, uh, this, uh, uh, comic book called Showcase, and The Flash was featured in it, and they, and they reinvented The Flash, they, they gave him an overhaul, so no longer was he Jay Garrick, he was Barry Allen. Barry Allen eventually gained a sidekick named Kid Flash. Kid Flash happened to be Wally West, Okay. In Crisis in Infinite Earth, Crisis on Infinite Earth, 1986, DC decided they were going to do rid of, get rid of all their continuity, clean things up, get a fresh start. Not the first time this is going to happen in history. Uh, anyway, they're going to get a fresh start, get fresh takes on all the characters, get rid of all these universes that they had created. They created this multiverse of all these different Earth A, Earth B, Earth C. I don't know if that's what they actually call it, Earth 2, Earth 358, Earth A and C. You know, they just had all these different, uh, and then they had regular Earth, all these different universes. And they're tired of it. So they're like, we're going we're gonna to destroy all the multiverses. This big crossover event, classic shit, Crisis on Infinite Earths. In this crossover, the Flash dies. Barry Allen dies. When they bring back the Flash... I feel like it was like 87 when they bring back the Flash. And I don't know when it was officially established, but when the Flash returns to the comic books, it is still not Barry Allen who is dead. It remains dead until what, 2006, 9, something like that? I can get you a number on that one. Let's see. There's Kid Flash, the Flash. Let's see. Hold on, hold on. Final Crisis is when they brought back Barry Allen. So 2008, so until 2008. And I already had this up because I'm trying to read to y'all what, what's going down. Because some serious shit has gone down with Wally West. And so he was flashed from 1986, 87, all the way up until 2008. When they decided they were going to bring back Barry. Uh, and then... I, by that time... I think I was still reading Spider-Man comics, but I wasn't keeping up with everything exactly, you know? And I definitely wouldn't follow in DC, because DC kind of lost me after 
Infinite Crisis. I was following it. I had enjoyed Infinite Crisis. I had enjoyed Identity Crisis. Even though apparently it's universally kind of panned now for reasons. And there's valid reasons. I'm just not going to get into them. See, what had happened was... Uh... I, I just I just stopped I just stopped kind of following the storylines and stuff and then New 52 happened which is another DC event where they decided to wipe everything out and start fresh and I was like fuck this I'm out because they got rid of like all my history they got rid of a shit ton of comics that I had read from DC and that pissed me off that made me mad so I, I've never went back to DC since New 52 not even from Rebirth nothing anyway I say all that to say this Flash came back, Wally West went and did his thing, whatever. There's a storyline now called Crisis. No, it's called Heroes in Crisis, okay? And I know nothing of it. It only came to my attention. Well, actually, Michael Bailey was talking about it on um, Views from the Lone Box. My two, uh, I had recommendations for like his last two episodes of that show. He was mentioning it a little bit. But there, this is the the big, uh, big the big thing now, is what's going to happen in uh, Heroes in Crisis. So real quick, let me just figure this out here. So, God, I, I really wish it was an easier way to do this. So, Barry Allen came back in Final Crisis. Let's see. Uh, Wally West's sister in Blackest Night, New 52. He appears never existed. Uh, somehow in DC Rebirth, they do give a, a Wally West a Flash costume. Is he Kid Flash or is he is he a Flash too? Is there two Flashes? I don't know, man. Anyway, they eventually DC wipes out Wally West, brings him back. And so he's running around in the comic books again. Okay. So in Heroes in Crisis, this crossover event that is, uh, I believe it's still, it may have just wrapped up. I don't know for sure. But here's the plot, okay? Build as a murder mystery, Heroes in Crisis chronicles the aftermath of a mass shooting in the Sanctuary Rehabilitation Center set up by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Sanctuary is located in the middle of the United States and was created as a means to help treat superheroes dealing with mental health issues from earth-threatening events, such as post-traumatic stress disorder. The three of the protagonists of the story is, the three are the protagonists of the story alongside Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. Okay. Main story. And this is the part that, that we gotta talk about. Sanctuary is a secret rehabilitation center for superheroes and reformed supervillains. After a horrible massacre cleaned the lives of all its patients, including Wally West, so they killed him to get in the series. Roy Harper and Poison Ivy, Booster Gold, and Harley Quinn become prime suspects as they're the only survivors of the event. As neither of them remember how it happened, they both believe the other did it in an attempt to kill each other. Great. Batman deduces one of the Sanctuary patients were responsible for the killings, leading to the catch the mysterious figure dubbed as the Puddler. What? Batman deduces one of the sanctuary patients was responsible for the killings, leading to catch the leading him to catch the mysterious figure dubbed the Puddler. You gotta be kidding me. However, he cannot access Sanctuary's AI program. While Booster consults Ted Cord, 
um, which is uh, used to be Blue Beetle or is Blue Beetle, about Wally's corpse, Harley consults Batgirl about chasing Booster. After Lois Lane exposes Sanctuary's existence, Superman and Wonder Woman admit it to in the public. Now, I thought Lois and Superman were remarried, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. After Booster and Harley settle their differences, he reveals Wally's corpse is from five days in the future, which leads him to believe the real Wally is still alive. That theory was proven true as the present day Wally revives Ivy from her rose and apologizes to her for causing harm in the first place. Okay, so Wally is alive. The truth is, Wally caused the massacre by accident. Still grappling with the trauma related to having his family erased, okay, he convinced himself that he was alone in his grief and the sanctuary was created by the Justice League solely for him out of pity, okay? Desperate to find out the truth of what other heroes were being treated by, um, of what other heroes were being treated by Sanctuary, he somehow broke into its AI program to retrieve Sanctuary patient data entailing all their collective trauma. Discovery overwhelms Wally and causes him to lose control of the speed force, which causes a blast that kills almost everyone at the Sanctuary. In a desperate attempt to buy himself five days to fix his mistake, he altered the scene to make it look like either Booster or Harley committed the crime. Wally then records a tape, uh, records a tape confessing his crimes as well as his secret identity and sends it to Lois. Okay. Essentially, Flash murders a bunch of people. Kid Flash, Wally West, my Wally West. Which isn't fucking cool at all. Because th- that's my Wally West. I mean, Jeff Johns, who ultimately was the one who brought back Barry, I believe. I think he wrote Final Crisis. Um, I don't think Grant Morrison wrote it. I'm not checking anymore. I've looked at my fucking phone enough. I'm fucking up the show because of it. Um, here's the thing. Wally West was the Flash from 1987 until 2008 for 21 years. Okay? And then DC decides they want to shuffle the cards all up, which is fine. It's all right. And then they get rid of them. They bring back Barry Allen. People have been clamoring to bring back Barry Allen forever. Because they brought back Green Lantern, they brought back Hal Jordan, and it worked out great. I was a little disappointed to see Kyle go. I like Kyle um, Rayner as Green Lantern, but ultimately Hal, Hal is my Green Lantern. I've always liked him better. Um, even though Hal went crazy in the mid-90s, I, I, was, I remember that Green Lantern as a kid. And same thing, I remember this Flash as a kid. Wally West Flash had all kinds of great storylines um, written about him in a series by the likes of Mark Wade and eventually Jeff Johns. Um, many other ones who I'm not looking up, but the Flash's comic run of the 90s up until... I don't even know how long it ran, but it, it was always very high-level stuff. And that was Wally West Flash, the Justice League cartoon that was on Cartoon Network. That was, that was Wally West Flash. And for DC to just kind of shit all over Flash undeservedly, it's not, it's not cool. Uh, Wally West, it's not cool again. And I know these, these are essentially other people's toys. We always want to feel a way about how our favorite characters are treated at times, but like, like I said, the writing was just on the wall for me once they got rid of uh, 
once they came in with the reboot with um, New 52, and especially once they brought Barry back, because I was always a Wally guy. I appreciated his humor. I appreciated his stories, his heroism. Um, he, he was definitely a sleeper favorite comic character of mine. And for them to kind of turn it into this, where he's murdered all these heroes because he wanted to find out what was going on at this sanctuary place and apparently he's still going to die or going to commit suicide. I don't know. It's all murky. It, it, it sucks. Um, it's not Spider-Man making a deal with the devil with uh, Mephisto bad but I continued to read Spider-Man comics after that. I read uh, Brand New Day for at least two years after he made that deal. And those stories were quite enjoyable. I, as much as I wanted to hate it and the fact that he wouldn't with Mary Jane anymore, I still really enjoyed the show, the, the comics, man. And ultimately, this isn't our characters, you know. Uh, we have no say other than what we pay for with our money. And there are, going, there are still diehard DC people out there who will not miss an issue of Flash or not pick up this... Uh, heroes in crisis because they want to know what's going to happen next whether that's digitally or in the actual shop and that is 100% their right to do that <sighs> but I just feel like Wally West deserves better there's several comic fans out there that think Wally West deserves better I'm sorry I explained it so badly but long story short too long didn't read Wally West used to be Kid Flash when the original Flash died, he became the Flash. He had a long tenure as the Flash for 21 years, which took up a huge chunk of my comic book reading lifetime. He was removed as a Flash. They eventually worked him back into the comic books as Kid Flash, or just some part of the storyline, and then they promptly had him murder a bunch of people, which is not the Wally West that I remember. Okay? Nailed it. Let's take a break. Hey, yo, what up? Miles and Medez Prowler here, host of the I Black Man podcast member of the hyphen podcast network and now host of a podcast called fresh now a simple man i like subs to dubs manga to anime now the way i feel is doesn't matter what the press says doesn't matter what the politician hell even the feminists say doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something is whack is dope this podcast was founded on one principle above all the requirement that we stand up for what we believe in no matter the consequences or the odds. When the internet, when the press, and the whole world tells you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree between the rivers of continuity and canon. Look them square in the face and you tell them, no, you move. Podcast called Fresh, coming to you guys. Hype Podcast Network, check it out coming soon welcome back to the world's greatest podcast the barack obama approved world's greatest podcast hyphenation i just want to let y'all know that i took a little step as we approach our 100th episode I, I put myself out there in the podcasting world a little bit eric greenley handsome bane of the it's like a podcast whatever put me up on his google podcast creator program essentially you either pitch a new idea or pitch your show to Google, fill out the application, and you can win like $40,000 put towards the show. 
you win all these classes and online classes that you can attend and all these things are supposed to help you grow in the podcast field and actually help you be competitive so you can actually earn some money i was skeptical at first like i love my podcast man but i was like who's really going to fuck with my podcast on this level um eric had a great idea for a new pod he wanted to try out so he was spending that and he, he just encouraged me he's like man just just take about an hour to sit down and knock this out so i was like all right man let, let me let me just go ahead and do this so i i did i got it in on time so took a big leap for me put put it out there that i would like help with making hyphenation become even more great than it already is so that is what i set out to do me and eric have applied six teams i believe will win so i believe uh they should be announcing we'll know by may 31st whether or not we got in or not so while it's not going to be like a personalized letter to everybody of course with all the applications they're going to get but may 31st will definitely say Hey, uh, thanks for entering, but we went in a different direction. That's what I expect to happen. But, you know, it was worth a shot. So I am out there. And, and if you're listening to this podcast, Google Creators Program, I probably said that wrong. If you're listening to this um, podcast, Google Podcast Creator Program, just know that I'm the right guy for the job. Next topic. I like it might rain out here. If it does, I will take it under the roof. Uh, yeah. So we, we've been through the misuse of Wally West. It took me a while to get through that one. We talked about a Google Podcast Creator Program real quick. So, we're not going to talk about Endgame. I ain't going to talk about spoiling Endgame. Now, there, we all know by now that the Endgame footage leaked before April 26th, April 25th, when they started showing it in theaters. And there was people out there, just like there's the Spoiling Dead uh, fans or whatever they're called out there, who I, because I was just, I just could not wait any longer after waiting a whole freaking, God, when was that? The, the um, Pretty much the season finale from season six to see, the season premiere of season seven to find out who, what happened to Glenn. I just broke down and finally read the spoilers for the season premiere and it had every beat, everything from it and I watched it on TV and I wasn't disappointed. I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to know who died. And spoilers, it's Glenn and Abraham in case anybody's out there watching The Walking Dead for the first time. Glenn and Abraham bite the bullet. They uh, meet Lucille and I just had to find out. So likewise, there were people out there posting in-game spoilers. And we have been waiting for a year on the edge of our seats for the conclusion to what happened at the Infinity War. And there are just some people out there who have, who have gone out of their way to ruin Endgame for other people. Some of it is people just being trolls. Like, uh, you know, 4chan, the darker side of Reddit. You know, there was, there was literally people going on random uh, subreddits on Reddit. Let's say there's a nurse's subreddit. And they would just post, comment redacted, comment redacted, comment redacted, because I'm not going to spoil it. Um, and just in the middle of this nurse's post, it could be like, 
You'll be like, where can I buy the best scrubs? Oh, girl, you can go here. Oh, I get my scrub from here. Oh, in Act 3, Thanos does this. It's like, come on, man. What is the point of people spoiling Endgame? Like, it's one thing... It's like, I saw Endgame. Okay, good for you. That That's great. You saw Endgame. There's going to be some thunder here in a second. Maybe. I just saw some lightning. I saw Endgame. Good, good for you. You saw Endgame. Congratulations. Why must you ruin it for other people? There's two people at work that want to see Endgame really bad. And me and my other co-worker who already saw it, we saw it opening night. We can't talk about it around them. And we respect that. We would love to just let, oh my God, what about, what about this? You know, we would love to do that. But we're not going to do that. That's just not how things work. That's rude. And there's the thunder. I might get chocolate by lightning in this episode. You know, it's, it's just not the way you handle things. And, and, and there's, these are literally people seeking to ruin it ending that Marvel has been building for 11 years and I, I just don't get it man like may, maybe maybe I have I'm a good person maybe I kind of give a fuck you know but there are people out there who just do not give a fuck and are out there ruining Endgame like Wale um, recently posted something about I'm, I'm gonna go see Endgame it already got ruined for me still excited though but why y'all gotta come and tell me things about it? Like, why, why did y'all go ruin for Lawrence Tom at the movies, man? Doesn't he deserve nice things? A little bit? And it's raining, so I'm gonna move in a little bit before I get poured on. Falora deserves nice things, doesn't he? I think he does. But no, y'all gotta be dicks about it. I, I just don't get that shit. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, just just what is the point of doing all that just to do, to, to tell somebody the ending? You know? I hate people. People, people are assholes, man. We, we, got to, we got to do better. A little bit. Sorry, I had to go zip the trampoline. Left it open earlier when I was jumping with Leah. Now, hyphen, hyphen Nation is so global that I'm taking you now to the backyard. This isn't the first time you're in the backyard, but you're in the backyard. Listening to a light rain during an approaching thunderstorm. That's how real Hyphen Nation is. That's how dope we are. You, you got to respect the game or something like that. I don't know. You don't have to respect anything, honestly. I just thought it sounded cool. So that's what I went with. Oh, man. Oh, let's see. F final answer. Don't spoil Endgame. I don't care if you. it's two months from now and then somebody says, don't tell me what happens. You don't spoil it. Like, on this show, spoilers run rampant, you know. But I always try to say spoilers. Even if it's a 25-year-old movie... I'm going to be like, oh, spoilers. Because that's just what you do. That's the polite thing to do. And I just don't get when people don't give people that respect. Or assholes. God. 
You only gotta tell me about the cap guy bonnet on. <laughs> and now I'm the asshole. Any oozle. Next topic. Rolling right along. Rolling right along. So, John Singleton passed away. If you don't know who John Singleton is, he made many influential movies in his time. Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, Baby Boy, uh, Four Brothers, which I completely forgot about, Too Fast, Too Furious, the man who, one of the guys who helped bridge Fast and Furious from the Fast and Furious to Tokyo Drift, and then eventually to Fast and Furious, and then we got Fast Five, and then whatever Fast Six was called, was that Fast and Furious Six, and then, uh, I, I don't know what they're all called, I don't watch Fast and Furious. Jeez. Um, so yeah, John Singleton passed away, and he was one of the uh, great black directors. There's many great black directors, but he was one of the first. Like, first African-American nominated for a Grammy, nominated for a Grammy, nominated for an Oscar. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe I was for Boys in the Hood. And my first exposure to John Singleton was Boys in the Hood. And Boys in the Hood, man. I watched it, like, I would heard about it for years. I, didn't, I wasn't one of those cool kids who got to watch it as a... I have been seven at that time. Eight years old when Boys in the Hood came out. I wasn't one of those cool kids who got to watch it. I watched it probably in middle school or high school. And... Boys in the Hood, man, it really opened up my eyes <laughs> to how shit really was, man. Because, as y'all know, I was born in Winchester, Virginia. It, it's a city, but it wasn't the city city, you know, it wasn't the mean streets, nothing like that. Um, had a great childhood between my mom and my stepmom, Bonnie, and my dad. I, I didn't have to worry about these things, man. Like, I was, I was, I was worried about Ninja Turtles and things like that. I was a nerdy kid, man. I wasn't worried about getting involved in anything crazy in the streets. But as my dad said in episode 39, one of the things he wanted to do when he moved to Cape Bridge once he married mom was he wanted to get out of Winchester. He didn't like what was becoming. And you know, he successfully did that. But once I moved to Caton Bridge, I mean, that, that was it, man. I was in the middle of nowhere. Like, I went to school, I came home, and that was my life pretty much from fourth grade until um, until I graduated in 12th grade, man. There wasn't much else. I played basketball in uh, seventh and eighth grade. Uh, I was always in the uh, course, in the choir, you know, so I would, I'd have little performances that we would do twice a year or something like that. But there was never anything else like that uh, that really drew me out there, you know? And so my my exposure to anything real didn't really start. Well, not even real. I don't want to call it that. My exposure to anything... Uh, any, I don't know, like drugs, alcohol, anything like that. That didn't really start until college, you know? And there's a lot of college kids that, that it happens to. But boys in the hood, man, like... I knew Cube from Friday. I knew Cube the rapper. But I ain't no Doughboy. You know? 
I didn't understand why. Um, oh, I'm not gonna think of his name, Rod, whatever his name was from Jerry Maguire. I didn't understand why Cuba, that Cuba Cutting Jr. was in this movie. And I damn sure I didn't realize, didn't know why Bitch Moore, Bitch Morrison, <laughs> Morris Chestnut's bitch ass was in this movie. I, I was like, okay, these, these three in the movie, and it's apparently set in California. But I, I watched Boys in the Hood in a very, I, I'll just be honest with y'all, man. I watched it because it had an MA rating. It was it was like an R-rated movie, and I think it said some sexual content. And I'm not going to lie. As, as a teenager, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this movie. I will watch this movie until I get what I, I, I came for. I ain't afraid to say it. I'm a 36-year-old man. I'll say it. Whatever. I was watching it to see what I would see. I didn't care about what it was. I, I knew it. I'd heard Boys in the Hood. I, but, you know, I wasn't watching it because it it's a classic. It was a, a landmark thing for Ice Cube um, as his, uh, his acting debut and all these things. I, I was watching it so I get season two of these. I'm not gonna lie to you, okay? Let me just say that. I don't care. So, and viewership just went. But I watched this movie, and by the time, by the time Ricky started running, man, spoilers. I, I not even by the time I, I was hooked. From the beginning, like it was pretty much the the barbecue, uh, the cookout that they're all everybody was you kind of met everybody and they're going around and everything, and you saw Cube and you saw and um, Omar Gooding's character, and then uh, I don't know if you met Larry Fishburne that threw me off because I knew Lawrence Fishburne had no idea who Larry Fishburne is I was like he looks like Lawrence Fishburne, I, it took me a minute to put two and two together that they were the exact same person, yeah, so. You start telling the story of of L.A., man, and Compton, and you know, you you see. This is my first exposure to seeing the life. Like I don't even know if I'd heard the life on the record. You know, the hood life. I I I, I hadn't. Probably. I mean, because I'm pretty sure I watched it super late. Um, they used to, what I used to do was I would I would stay wait till my parents went to bed, get up and watch TV in the middle of the night and stuff. So I'm pretty sure this is like a 1 a.m. movie, and I watched the whole damn thing. And so I'm sure this movie didn't go off until three something. And I had school next morning probably, so I was hurting. But I was, I saw this phenomenal movie, and man, Boys in the Hood is such a good movie. I would not be surprised if it hadn't been added to some teacher's curriculum at this point, after all these years. And it's just a great coming-of-age story, and it's like, some people are like, oh, Stand By Me, or Lean On Me or Stand By Me, Stand By Me, whichever one's about the boys and the dead body. I know the other one that has Morgan Freeman as a teacher. Stand By Me. Those are heralded as coming-of-age stories. American Pie is seen as a, a new-age American uh, coming-of-age story, you know? And I could relate to that in high school because I was like, oh, man, like, I, I totally get Jim. Like, I, I totally want to lose my virginity, but I'm, it's just not happening for me, you know? Damn, I'm revealing a lot on this podcast. 
Uh, and it's not the beer, man. This beer is terrible. I'm kind of sipping. But, Boys in the Hood is this fantastic coming of age story. And, God. And Ricky took off and was running. And y'all can make jokes. Ricky should have zigged and zagged and gave him a harder target to hit instead of running straight, you know? I mean, that's that's real shit right there, man. If you're getting, if you're running for your life, you would think you'd have the wherewithal to be like, oh, let me, let me, let me make you, make it harder for them to uh, shoot me. Like Ricky was a star football player, man. Ricky was going to college. You know, Ricky was going to go do big things. Knock on wood. Ricky was going to essentially become the character he became in The Best Man. <laughs> More Chestnut, that is. And. It's just wild, man, because Ricky was running for his life, and that's the bottom line. Fuck trying to be smart, and he was literally running for his life. It was fight or flee, whatever it's called. Um, that thing, fight or flight, that's what it's called. And he was, he was flight, he was in flight mode, and he got gunned down, man, and then Cuba brought. Brought him home and he's bleeding all over his mom's couch and shit. And, you know, it, it, it's a tragedy. And, and trust me, there's a lot more that happens in this movie than just Ricky gets killed. But that's the penultimate moment of the movie. And then the, the, the finale is Cube goes and gets those niggas, man. Ends them. That's it. Lights out. No more, no less. And then, you know, you got that final scene with Cube and. And Cuba Gooding, man. And I, I knew it from the time I watched it. I was like, I just watched one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And it still holds up to this day. Uh, higher Learning, another great John Singleton movie. Poetic Justice, man. I, I hadn't, again, here we go. I hadn't seen Juice. So I wasn't up on Tupac the actor, man. I randomly, I don't even know how I watched it, because I'm pretty sure this wasn't a, a sexually suggested, no, sexually suggested movie when I popped it in. I didn't pop it in when I, when I came on uh, cable. It was just like, oh, Poetic Justice, Janet Jackson, Tupac Shakur. And I was like, oh, Janet's in it and, and Tupac, you know? And shit, I don't even know if Poetic Justice had an R rating yet. I think I had a PG-13 on it. I was like, man, you know what? I I'm totally gonna watch this movie. And I gotta say, man, Janet. Janet is what Janet is. I'm never going to say Janet is a phenomenal actress. You know, she's she's not beating down doors. Don't even get me started on why did I get married to and what that fuck shit was about. You know, Jan Janet can hold her own screen. She got presence. I mean, she has the good time credentials. And then you bring Pac into it, man. And Pac was just a, a shining light, you know. And I, I again with Pac have my issues going back to what we talked about with, you know, certain like there goes that thin line again. It's like, oh well. Kobe was a great rapper, but Kobe raped the girl, and Tupac was a, or Kobe was a great basketball player, and but Kobe raped the girl, and I, 
and then now it's like Tupac is a great actor and rapper, but he went to prison for rape. Whether he's falsely accused or not, we don't know. He got convicted, you know, so I'm conflicted on Pac sometimes. But this, see Pac in this movie, like, you, you didn't get Death Row Pac. You didn't even get Strictly for My Niggas Pac. This, this was not Hood Pac. This was the Pac in this movie that was my favorite Pac. And that was introspective Pac. As much as I love angry Pac and want to hear him ride on his enemies and fuck your bitch and set you clean, um, you know, as much as I love angry Pac, introspective Pac, when Pac would sit down and talk, and was just chilling. One reason that I thought Tupac Resurrection was brilliant was because it was Pac narrating his own life and shit. And it still blows my mind to this day that they were able to kind of piece that together. Uh, but Pac was a very thoughtful dude. And, and I know there's dudes out there who'd be like, well, Pac was ready for war. Dude, we, me and Marcus are going to have to sit down and talk about Pac at some point. Because... There were, there were so many sides to Pac. But ultimately, Tupac just wanted to be free. He wanted to be free of death row. He wanted to be free of the boundaries put on him as a black man. He didn't want to ever be put in a box. And poetic justice gave him the chance to not be in a box, ever. It's... It's a wonderful piece of film, man. It's a cute little love story, man. And honestly, I ain't watching so long that I'm not even trying to hit you beat for beat. But him and Janet, their chemistry works in it, despite those weird rumors that she wouldn't kiss him on screen without him taking an HIV test. I think that was some shit that Pop was, that Pop was popping at one point. You know? And, and that's cool, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that was the bunk. But... It, it's another it's, it's almost like a rom-com poetic justice is and for him to be John Singleton who we're still talking about here in case anybody forgot for him to be able to create that world and in and, and like the poetic justice world coming from the higher learning world and the boys in the hood world is just fantastic and then he's got another hood classic under his belt he's got Baby Boy which is Tyrese's acting debut Taraji was in it. Um, Ving Rhames is in that joint. Snoop Dogg was in that joint. Uh, my, another Gooding was in that joint. Um, the dude from Wild and Crazy Kids was in that joint. Because um, there was Omar Gooding Jr. And uh, I can see his goofy face. You know what I'm talking about. He used to be on uh, uh, um, Smart Guy too. Him, that Gooding brother. He was a bad, he was a bad motherfucker in that movie, man. John Singleton was a bad man. And it's a damn shame he's gone to 51, man. We, we need to uplift our black creators, man. We need to we need to find more. We need to constantly find ways to evolve. Not evolve. We just have to constantly be creating more stuff. Like, when I'm doing this podcast, I am creating and throwing it out in the world. Yeah, I just did a horrible segment on Wally West. That, that shit was bad. Okay? I admit it. But, 
at the same time, I feel like this John Singleton section is gold. And you you know, it's just we have to band together. Not only as a people as a whole, like I want to encourage creators of all creeds, all colors. You know, people of all color. I want to encourage them all. But John Singleton's going to 51, man. That's young as hell. I mean, he is barely... He's going to turn 53 this year. He's only two years older than John Singleton. And Singleton has had a stroke and died. Just like that. Going. Never to be heard from again. I mean, I know he had projects in the works and stuff, man. But, you know... uh, And... I absolutely love Four Brothers. Me and Angel went to go see Four Brothers in the theaters. I don't know what it was about it, but we were like, let's go see Four Brothers, man. And I was obsessed with that movie from the jump. Um, all the acting is great in it. 3000, Wahlberg, Tyrese again. I forget who the fourth brother was. Um, Terrence Howard, Howard was in that. Oh, and speaking of Hustle and Flow and Terrence Howard... Guess who was uh, a producer on Hustle and Flow? John Singleton. He's one of the reasons that it was able to get it, get that movie made. That Craig Brewer, that Craig Brewer was able to get that movie made was because of John Singleton. Man. He was a visionary. He told our stories, brought them to people like me who would never in a million years ever experience L.A ever experienced Detroit which is funny because two of my podcasts have Detroit people on it you know on them one is still in Detroit and even though it's like oh that's movie Detroit that's not the real Detroit you know he still was able to bring me into the world of Detroit for that for that time span of that movie Definitely a visionary was lost. Someone that I was always highly impressed with. So yeah, it makes me sad that he's gone. And uh, like I said, man, let's let's keep uplift, uplifting our creators, uh, people of all color. Let's keep making new shit and cool shit and throwing it out in the world. And uh, seeing what sticks. You know? As long as we're doing that, then we're carrying on what John Singleton was able to give to us. In my opinion. Just my thoughts. Let's take a break. Oh, I didn't know I was recording. Hi there. Didn't mean to interrupt the great hyphen podcast show you're currently listening to. My name is Eduardo Garfield the Bird Esquire. You can call me EG. I'm the host of the number one concert review podcast in the world. It's called Catch the Show. And also a member of the incredible hyphen podcast group, a collective of podcasters who like to give their takes on the main things going on from life to entertainment. And my show is me giving my opinion on some of the highest tours and shows from Beyonce to YouTube. 
see, I go to a lot of concerts and have gone to a lot of concerts, so it makes sense I have a podcast reviewing concerts and talking about the latest in music-related pop culture. So go listen to my podcast, catch the show on hyphenpodcastgroup.com or anywhere where podcasts can be heard so you can catch the show. Get because that's the name of the title. All right, now back to the show you were listening to. Welcome back to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphenation. I am your host with the most, Kellen Conley. Oh, man, if you, if you, right there, you got you listening right there. If you want to be down with the Hyphenation, here's how you do it, okay? Hyphenpodcastgroup.com, bringing great podcasts to the people. Every episode of Hyphenation is available there. That's where you start. Hyphenuniverse.com is my personal site. You can go there, get every episode there as well. That's the second place you go, or the first place, depending on if you don't want to go hyphenpodcastgroup.com, whatever. It's all good. Hyphen Podcast Group is cool, but Hyphenation, see how I did that? Hyphenation can be found wherever podcasts are sold. That would be Apple Podcasts, that would be Stitcher. That would be Google Podcast. That'd be Spotify. That would be Listen Notes if you're into that. Pocket Cast. Um, you could even use my favorite app, Radio Public. Um, great, great podcast app. That's where I listen to um, most of my episodes at. Uh, but I don't listen to myself. I mean, sometimes I listen to myself, kind of like a little air check. But most of the time, I'm listening to other podcasts on the Radio Public app. Jeez, I'm out there. So wherever podcasts are sold, you can find Hyphen Nation. Most definitely. If you want to reach out to the show, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com. Or you can go to Twitter, at the hyphen. Or Facebook, hyphen universe. Reach out there. Or Instagram, the the hyphen. And speaking of the, hyphen nation is always brought to you by the, M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot wordpress dot com. Mark Robb. Done by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Joe and Matt Love Robinson. Fresh and in full effect. You know, he does what he does. He does what he does. Huh? Great writing. Just had a Game of Thrones piece go up. I still haven't watched Game of Thrones, but I know that, uh... God, I don't even know how to say it. Is the name Arya? Arya did that shit. I probably messed that up, but that was a sick-ass move. She switched it over to Mike Jordan, man. Took down the Night King and everything. It was dope. Spoilers, shit. My bad. <laughs> I just said I don't get spoilers, and I just spoiled last episode of Game of Thrones. I didn't watch it. My bad. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, you can always reach out to us at uh, hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, hyphen pie group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen podcast group on Instagram. Kind of considering changing the page to a group. I don't know. Just trying to see what works and what doesn't, mostly. So I was considering doing that. Something to think about in the future. I'm really trying to get a all-inclusive hyphen podcast group feed for iTunes, for Apple Podcasts, which we eventually branch out everywhere else. Uh, problem is. Somebody didn't paste all the URLs for the episodes when he was posting them. So there's roughly every episode of Isle of Power, every episode of Catch a Show, and most of the episodes of I Black Men podcasts that, and uh, what I call Fresh, that don't have 
direct URLs and so they won't show up on the actual feed unless I hand paste them in one by one. So working on that, yeah. If you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and go to the show's link and then go to hyphenation and then copy the RSS feed, you can put that into your favorite podcast listening device, turn that some bitch sideways, and you can get all 97 episodes of fire just like that right at your fingertips ah rain is coming down the rain keeps falling on my head but that doesn't mean I should be turning or how about this even though the rain keeps falling down I know some don't wash away bonus points Hyphenation no prize to whoever can tell me what album that came off of. The second one, not the raindrops. Falling in my head. Bonus points, no prize. Oh man, oh man. Do I have any recommendations? Um I'm just gonna throw that out here. I don't know if if um we will be doing a podcast, a podcast called Fresh Episode about this. I finished Love, Death, and Robots, Netflix original series. Uh, it's actually really cool. It, it's it's kind of Black Mirror-ish in the fact that all these episodes are not linked in any way. And, I, and they just tell their own separate stories. It's all animation, though, instead of live action. So it's different animation styles throughout the whole thing. It's, it's very graphic. It's definitely mature material there's plenty of uh, sex drugs and violence and nudity so beware there it's not for the faint of heart um, but if you get all pa- past all that I, I think it's a it's a nice little watch man I really enjoyed it uh, so check out Love, Death and Robots for sure uh, what else do I want to recommend let me just throw this one go see Avengers Endgame leave it at that go see that movie Avengers Endgame go get to it I got one more, one more. I'll do this, even though, uh, even though they already have no problem getting listeners. I've been thoroughly enjoying the Joe Budden podcast uh, consistently for the first time in a long time, and it's not that I, I had didn't like what they're doing. I just wasn't making the time to listen to it since the Spotify move, and I actually am really happy that I've started listening to it, man. They they got some they got some good ass chemistry. It shows. Let me just warn you that uh, one of the recent episodes, um, Rory was talking to Joe about being worried that uh, what would happen if his uh, fiance left the chicken out. And they were talking about domestic abuse and stuff, and so they assumed that Rory was saying he's going to beat his wife's ass for not putting the chicken out and letting it thaw. And then they realized, no, they meant... Uh, he meant it the other way that it'd be his ass if he forgot to leave a chicken out and shit. That shit was hilarious. And then Joe does a mean, mean sky rendition in a recent episode. So always fun to listen to those guys. They do a great job. It's the reason why they're the Joe Budden podcast. But uh, we're working our way up there. You know, one rung in a time. Uh, shout out to Sitting Santana and Joe Budden. Hopefully Joe didn't lose another one because uh, according to social media, things aren't good for O. Joseph right now. 
And I, I, unless Joe goes back to rapping, man, God, I mean, he's engaged to her now. I, I really hope that everything's okay. I really hope everything's okay. Anyway. Power of positivity is real. Let me do that again. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what you have to do, no matter what it may be, you got to do you. Yes, sir. Do what makes you happy. Even you got to cut out some negativity that been been in your life for a while that's a major part of your life man you gotta do what you gotta do to be happy always my mantra seriously words of wisdom for today man don't fuck with a mother's children man don't play with her emotions uh I have a baby mother but my baby mother is also my wife and I'm going to keep it like that I'd knock on wood if I wasn't standing outside next to a bunch of plastic and concrete and uh you know, there's wood somewhere. As soon as I see someone going knock on it, but some, some, you know, it's on both sides though. Don't play with your baby mother and don't play with your baby daddy, man. Look, I know that y'all ain't working. Okay, I know that he's over there hoeing around. I know she's over there slobbing down him. You know. Uh, he, he got a good job working overnights at the factory and your ass can't even hold a job down. And I know that, I know that you've had the kids all day and, and you just want him to pay his child support and all this other shit. Look, 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 don't play with each other, man. Don't play games. Don't do it for the kids and don't do it for yourself. Because all parties involved are only getting hurt. You're just exacerbating the situation. Real talk. You know, y'all gotta be adults. Y'all brought a child into this world. Y'all have to be able to make decisions and communicate about what is best for the child. You know? Um, Just stop with the petty bullshit, man. I mean, my my parents weren't together, man, and my my dad came to my mom in '92, whatever it was, and said, "Hey, I want to move Kellen to West Virginia." Um, he had primary custody. Um, I saw mom throughout the week when as things worked out, but I was mostly with my dad and my and my stepmom. Um, and now he said, "I'm moving to West Cape Bridge. I'm taking Kellen with me," and Mom could have fought him. Mom could have been like, no, I want him to stay here close to me. I mean, it was only 20 minutes for it. But honestly, it ended up having a huge impact on me and Mom's relationship because things just changed, man. And and, the, and it wasn't as easy for Mom to to come see me or come get me for a weekend and things like that as, as much as as much as she thought it would, as easy as she thought it, it would be originally. It just didn't work out that way, and it actually caused a rift between me and mom and stuff down the line. But ultimately, considering that I think I've turned into a decent human being, I think mom made the right decision. She could have been petty about it, you know? She could have been like, you're not taking my son and all this other stuff. But she did what was best for the kid, man. Did it hurt her? 
to lose me like that? I'm sure it did. And I think about that shit all the time. What if? You know? I mean, people say I look like you sometimes. I got a gut, man. What if I had been Doughboy? <laughs> so stop being petty, man. That shit's just not right. <sighs> Hug your sister. Kiss your dad. Give your brother a high five and dap up your mom on the black hand side or the white hand side. Whatever color side she got, just give her that. Wow, right there. Send your, send your cousin an email. Write your brother a letter. Uh, type up on your best friend's wall. Uh, get on MySpace. Send your, uh, send your homeboy a message. You know, um, send an old classmate you ain't seen in some time. Be like, hey, how you doing? Your kids are beautiful. Just send that old message. Just hey, how you doing? I'm great. You know, your family looks beautiful. Hope all is well. Done. That's it. That's all you gotta do, man. Easy peasy. You never know when it's your turn to go. You really don't, man. R.I.P. Mom. <laughs> Another mom, Denise. R.I.P. John Singleton, man. You just, you just don't know. Fuck. Chewbacca just died. Peter Mayhew. Is, I mean, he was older, but still, you just never know. You never know when it's your turn to go. You're gonna be 25, 90 years old. So, ah, man. That's it. God, that flash shit was really bad, wasn't it? I don't know where I was really going with that. I was going, they messed up Wally West. And then I was like, let me read all this stuff. And then let me try to find you this answer. But just real quick, like the headlines I was reading, the tweets I was reading, it literally said, Wally West kills a bunch of people and then kills himself. And I was like, what, what, what? And don't get me started on Sims Drake. Oh, don't get me started on what they did to my man, Tim Drake. <sighs> to be completely honest with you, I don't know exactly. I just know he's not the same Tim Drake that he was pre-New 52. And that was my guy. One of my favorite characters ever. Shout out to Tim Drake. Shout out to Batman. Shout out to Avengers Endgame. Shout out to D-Generation X, which is a shirt I'm wearing. Shout out to my wife, Angel, for winning history bowl and letting me be out here podcasting right now. Um, she's already knocked out. She's tired. She's like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> she's like, who are you podcasting with? I'm like, oh, nobody. I just got to knock this podcast out. And she's like, all right, I'm going to bed. All right, love you. <laughs> all right, guys. You're only getting one this week. I'm going to Apple Blossom. We're officially, though caught up to 97 episodes this is where we should be right now april was very good to us i got all those podcasts in and this is the week episode 97 is supposed to come out i'm gonna go in here and edit this shit and get it out post that shit and we'll be caught up i kind of like the two week thing man i'm feeling it but uh coming up though i got the questions my people came through on some questions. So I'm going to really set aside some time. I'm going to do some studying on some of these jokes, uh, especially the political ones. And, uh, you know, ki- kind of, um, I, I-, I want to have the time to really get into the meat of everything and get through everything. And nobody asked me if the Clippers were for real, so thank you. The Clippers aren't for real because they already have playoffs. Questions 
coming soon. I'd say 98. My schedule's really weird next week, though. So I'd say 98. It should be 98. We'll see how it goes. I don't know what I'm doing for 100. Suggestions, welcome. And I'm not doing a clip show. Someone asked me what the favorite, my funniest moments on the show was. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> God, you know, nothing really, nothing really stands out. So I'll have to see, see what I can think of for that. But I'm rambling at this point, and this beer is almost gone. It's gone. Ugh. Ugh. God, that's bad. Thanks, y'all. listening don't forget to subscribe and comment this has been a hyphen podcast network production they're the bestest i'm getting paid at exposure